Gentlemen, this meeting is now called to order in line with the Burb Seabright's long-standing policy of open government and in compliance with the Open Public Meetings Act. I wish to advise you that adequate notice of this regularly scheduled meeting was sent to the Azurek Park Press and other local newspapers on January 10th, 2022. In each instance, the date, time, and location of this meeting were provided in the notice. This meeting is open to the public. Roll call. Council Members Bieber? Here. Birdsall? Here. Booker? Here. Catalano? Here. Killer? Lomni? Here. And Mayor Kelsey. All right, first up, we'll have remarks from the audience. If there's anybody in person or online who would like to be heard, just please state your name and your address, and you have up to three minutes to address the governing body. Would anybody like to be heard? Anybody online like to be heard? Anyone? What was the question you just came in? Oh, it's just open uh, public. Remarks from the audience. So, if anybody wants to speak, state your name and address, and the floor is yours. My name is Lavanne. I'm with the Florida Chamber. I just want to ask you: During the summertime, I know that she has a meeting, so I wouldn't want you to leave. But during the Chief's right behind you, so what? Chief, you heard the request. Well, you, you know, we can discuss. I don't want to give you tickets for it. If you no, you should be turned. You can get a sign with a bicycle slash. Um, you can get a just a stencil for the sidewalk. Yeah, you can work something out. That shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, just, I don't know if anyone else has that, but I've seen so many people hit, okay, by bicycles. And, uh, you know. There's a lot of little kids riding. There's a lot of kids riding bicycles in town. Um, and they tend, to, they tend to stick to the sidewalks. You're absolutely right. It's not, it's, it, I, I don't, to be honest, I don't blame them. I don't like the fact that they're riding their bikes on the sidewalk because yeah. it is dangerous to be in the street in that area, but uh, yeah. it is what it is, so. I know, but I see I yell at them, I yell at them when they're on the bikes. <laughs> I, I, I tell them, just walk in. <laughs> I, I, I see them, you know, hitting little kids. I had to see them hitting um, adults. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, know, it is a problem. That's all that's wrong with the town. <laughs> that's it. It's a wrap. All right, meeting adjourned. No, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Anyone else like to speak? Anyone from your group? No? Okay. No one else online? All right, so we'll go on to our regular agenda items for discussion. First up with Joe, your capital projects update. Uh, only a few items today, Mayor, Council. Um, the, we've received the final estimate for the repair work at, in the front steps here. Uh, that needed to be repaired uh, as part of the the uh, construction project, the the uh, the drains that go nowhere, and some that are just going onto the sidewalk are going to be corrected. The um, the water pit in the front of the municipal complex will be corrected along with that. So our engineer has gotten the bit gotten the price quotes and put together a package uh, and those will be completed and that should wrap up the deficiencies that we identified in this building um, and the water pit over there we're, we're not terribly far along I don't think with uh, wrapping up the deficiencies over there I know that uh, um, Roger's staff has been talking to uh, uh, the attorney for the uh, architect and trying to establish a schedule for mediation 
So I'm hopeful that in the next month or two we'll uh, be in front of a mediator is our first step. Um, also, um, we receive grants, as you know, for four streets through the Transportation Trust Fund, um, soliciting, uh, I have two proposals from two engineers, I'm waiting for a third, and then I'll bring it forward to uh, start that project that uh, on the on the streets in town, hopefully we can. Four streets was that again? Ah, uh, yeah, knew you were going to ask that. Sorry. I didn't agree with it. New is one. New is one street. One? No, I'll get I can't you. Remember. Yeah, I'll email you the list. We've been kicking it back and forth for. It's been two years now, so yeah. since we were awarded, and now we finally uh, they finally uh, gave us the letter of award. Um, so that's all I have, Meryl, on, on those. Well, well, I guess we could parlay into. Uh, uh, Councilman Catalano's uh, department, we, we were to receive bids this week for the lifeguard stands that we spoke about during the budget process, the, the taller, bigger, enclosed lifeguard stands. We had four or five people that received, you know, requested the bid package uh, and we got no bids. Um, so uh, we need to either revise the bid specs, which I don't think we're recommending at this time, or we need a resolution authorizing us to rebid it. Even the company that we were interested in? Yeah, Don spoke with them. I, I think their concern was they weren't used to New Jersey public purchasing laws with bid bonds and, and things of that nature. They're, they're kind of like a company that just sells it to you. And it was, Joe, is it possible to revise the specs now before we put it out there? Roger, that, uh, I, I was asked that question. If you go out to bid two times and you're unsuccessful, you can negotiate on on the third count. Right. But if you revise them, can we do it that way? Or depends on what we revise. What would you want to revise? Well, I was just thinking that if we're limited to just the one company right now, uh, well, if the specs are just limited to just one company, and we had five people on fire, maybe if we change it a little looser, we would get. It does say we're equivalent in there. You have to, according to law. But we are, uh, that, that was the, pr you're allowed to bid out the product you want. Uh, but there may be somebody in. Uh, it also said assembly, uh, like to set up on the beach. So I was thinking maybe the California company was a little scared off by that to set up the product too. So well, that's a bit, it, uh, it may be a little bit more than what we were thinking by the purchase and then the assembly. I, but Don spoke to them, I did not. Okay. Sure. So, can I add to this one? Sure. There, there's a little confusion that I spoke to Don. It's not the spec itself. So the spec itself is how, how the item is built. It's what's the, the company, the vendor is a, has a problem with is what he has to provide. The surrogate bond, uh, insurance, all that. It's not the actual spec of what he needs to build. Yeah. It's it's what he needs to provide with that. So he has a you can wait. Uh, we do it. We don't have to put it. We don't have to put it. We it. We don't We don't have to put it. We to do that. Just uh, withhold payment until delivery. He, but I think he had uh, upon award or something. But. Uh, Let's talk to them. Let's authorize the rebid, and then we can take a look at this. Maybe there's a way we can say, "Hey, we'll we'll waive the bond, but we're not going to give you half upon award and half upon uh, delivery." So we're going to authorize the rebid, though. Is that what you I think you you, you, you kind of have to. Okay? You should. We got nothing back. Then we kind of have to do yeah, something. We so we do have a resolution. If, if uh, did everyone have it or not? I think Michelle says everybody. I think I saw it. Yeah. Okay. So. If somebody would like to offer that resolution. Motion to add that resolution. Okay. Did Sam make it? Or yes. Did Jeff second it? Yes. Or vice versa. All right. Council members Bieber? Yes. Birdsall? Yes. Booker? Yes. Catalano? Yes. Killer? Yes. And Lamia? Yes. 
All right, we've made the motion to rebid the lifeguard tower project there. That's and all I have in the capital. All right, sounds good, Joe. And that covers number 10 on our list, too. So. All right, so we're on to our public safety <coughs> update. I see both of our chiefs are here again. I don't know. Chad, you up first, buddy? I got a whole other um, 60, actually 61 for this morning calls for service. Um, the ladder truck is currently in for a break job that we all discussed during the budget meetings. Um, that's being done in the county, Health Works. After that, it's got to go and get the springs. That total project's going to be about $10,000 or so, barring no complications. Um, the rest of the maintenance for the rest of the trucks is scheduled after that. Trying to get it all done before July. Um, in addition to that, would be the mandatory testing we'll part of it that takes place at the end of June. We'll be down on every place in that June 27th, all the other one, um, which is a common thing to do every uh, seasonal program. You should start seeing some resolutions at the next council meeting and start appointing those, those people. We had 15 applicants, we have six through the process already. By that, I mean they're ready to come before you guys for a Approval via resolution. And that's about it. Thanks, Chief. All right, Police Chief Brett, good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'll be honest uh, quick. Um, we're going to have a firework meeting with the county OEM and maybe the state case at the end of the month. I will let Councilman Booker know who wants to join us on that one, but I'll give you the update. It seems to be going forward with Sandy Mulhern. Everything's slowly come together, but we'll know by the end of the month how we're doing with manpower and um, get Tom Hagee involved. And um, we said I'll let Councilman Booker um, know the time of the meeting. We also, I met with Kashi, Christina Davis from the DEP last week out on the beach. Uh, everything was good out there. She was happy with what we're doing. If you have any questions for her, she's more than willing to talk. She'll be back out here probably next week. Um, all beach management stuff goes through her, and she's great. She has a good cause, and if you see the help us out there, um, she's pretty happy with us. One of the things I did last week, we went through with John and Jim McHugh. We went to look at every single sign and see what has to be replaced. They're ordered. I got a few weeks. Hopefully, they'll be where they should be. Parking signs, no parking signs, fires. What else, John? Just the fines. Fines. That. The, business, the parking passes for everybody in town will be in probably the first week in May. They have been ordered, but we know it starts May 15th. They will be in. We ordered them about two months ago. They better be in. They always wait for the last minute to get in. Um, also, I was down on the church street lot with Sean yesterday, meeting with Mike Conti. It is a go ahead to have the church street parking this year instead of last year we had a June 15th to September 15th. This year we have it. May 15th, so we have a month longer, which we needed. They are charging us more. Uh, last year was a thousand. This year it's fifteen hundred dollars. We have to have it. We have to have it. Um, so I just wanted to give you the heads up on that one. That was that's pretty much self-liquidating. What's that? It pays for itself, though. It's about even. You know, the business parking passes are seventy-five dollars a piece. I think last year we made seventy-seven hundred dollars off them. So. But we have to pay for a fence out there too, and yeah. the gravel. So I mean, we have no choice. We need that parking lot for now. Um, one of the things I talked about last year, and if you maybe look into it, this sounds kind of silly, but we wanted to move the time for the garbage to pick up from seven o'clock in the morning until six o'clock in the morning, just because so many <coughs> trucks were coming so early, people were complaining that these are the garbage trucks if they get here earlier. Something you can still look at the time is coming up quick and. Um, what do you guys think? I don't know. We always get complaints. When they get here too early, people always complain when they get here too early. But I don't care. Yeah. The challenge when you when you leave is that you're going to be some traffic. They like coming from here. They get in attitude. Yeah. But we had a headache earlier. There was no sort of how it happened. I know it was felt both ways. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. so is that a complaints? That we've had recently come from the north end of town uh, in the past last year. Uh, trucks were, were coming pretty early, at 4, 4.30. Um, bring it, then by that point earlier, you get some off of Ocean Avenue, 
opens up the park and fun the trash being out there. Uh, there weren't any other complaints about noise except from one up north, and we had a, a complaint which wasn't our municipal, it was a uh, private pickup. Uh, that has been addressed, that was taken care of, they come at a later time. Uh, my opinion, by moving it to 6 o'clock, I, I think we'd be good on it. I don't think we'd get any complaints if it were 6 o'clock. Uh, it just, it does help out a lot by that point earlier. And there were some of these issues last year to some of the companies that were coming, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning, 5.15. That wasn't a problem. If we had the option of 6, we would just make it a little easier for some of these, you know, pick up the beach funds. Over here. So, so I assume because it's north end, that's where they start. So it's the earliest time in their pickup. Yeah, and then that would be flip flop where they would, because the complaint was coming up there, they would come down here, pick up Center Town first, go south, then go back up north. So they, they had it, but they were they were told 4:45, I think it was when they were that 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 was way too early for them to come out. So they did they did push back later. So Brett, your request is six o'clock and force the day onto it earlier. Six o'clock in the morning, yeah. And not earlier. Because it sounds like the more you move it up, the earlier they come. But if we enforce nothing before six. Yeah, I just feel like it would be easier for them to come earlier. Yeah, right now that's what's said. Yeah. I mean what we don't want to have happen is all of a sudden the residents are calling again saying they're here at five o'clock in the morning and we've got a problem. Well they were calling at five o'clock in the morning and it was the actual time at seven o'clock in the morning, so maybe maybe six and maybe we'll make everybody happy. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's reasonable um, to, to, to say six, which I think is more like six, six but in four. Jackson, there was some of this issue last year, and there was no problem, so it's, it's up to you guys and any residents that like it, they can, you know, let us know. My experience on this is that the trucks that stay on Ocean Avenue and go to individual houses, that's not the problem. It's when they pull into a into a multi-unit complex and it's the big dumpsters then they're there for three, four, five minutes with the engines running and all that. So. And the dumpsters make one hell of a clatter. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah especially recycling. Yeah. Um, as a, as a, just a point of interest, the letters have gone out uh, limiting the number of uh, containers. So, have we got any feet pushback on that? Not yet. Not yet. I, I think it's reasonable. Okay. Yeah, it's fair enough to you. Yeah. I like how they beep in front of my house every time. That's it, Chief. Thanks. The car stealing situation that we have on the peninsula that's really, really bad. Is Seabird experiencing as bad as. So we have had some cars stolen in the past year or two. Um, not as bad as the credit card we can see right most of my guys are actually out of our But I will tell you again, most of the cars, about 99 of the cars are getting stolen in Monmouth County. All the fobs are left in the car. Yeah. Please take the fobs out of your car. They're getting stolen. We don't even want to pursue them anymore. The state research, don't pursue them because it's just it's getting too fast. I think it's going to keep, as long as people keep leaving the fobs in the car, it's easy. Um, Mom and Beach is getting killed, Deal gets killed. I mean, they're getting killed with these stolen cars, so. I personally got targeted in the last couple of weeks, and they waited for, I saw cameras, and they, they waited for two and a half hours. They were pulled out, yeah, it was, it was a little scary to see the cameras. I'm not gonna get out of your car, Lana. I know, we put the signs out, we put the pixels out, Mom and Beach has. If you, if you leased it three years ago when you're coming off your residency, it's much lower than the value. All right, the next item we're going to move to uh, executive session under contract negotiation regarding the Haven. So we'll talk about that later on. So we'll move that one out. And then we are up to number four, which is the bulkhead ordinance update. I'll talk to that, Frank. All right, yeah, it's all yours, Armin. Okay, the next two items are ordinance related. Before we do that, I just want to touch on the parking ordinance that we're all familiar with. Um, it's gone through legal, so that's good. It's, it's, it's with the court right now, and they're doing their review on it. Um, the chief's expectation is it'll get through the court fine. Um, our goal is to get this in place by Memorial Day weekend, which our main objective, if you remember, is to try to change bad behavior with illegal parking. But also the fines are going significantly, so I think we do have to make residents aware of that so that they're not surprised if it happens. I, I think John's putting it in the newsletter when we get that out. 
And potentially on the sign if we want to do that as well. Just to let Sounds people know, right? Yep. So our residents are not surprised. Uh, moving on to the bulkhead ordinance. Um, you know, this is probably the most challenging of the ones we're working on right now, because it's complicated. Um, the ordinance has been redrafted, and we did it in a way to extend the timelines for all phases of it, planning, permitting, and construction. Um, we did send out letters to 25 residents out of the 147 that were surveyed by the engineering team. We got back five responses, only five out of the 27. Theoretically, the clock was running with fines. But since we're going to redraft the ordinance, in my mind, it's sort of a redo at this point in time that we've got to evaluate. I kind of read the responses. In general, they were weak. So I think we have to take that as a lesson of making sure when we actually roll this out in an updated form that it's done in a way that it's got some teeth. Um, we have to remember of the 27 identified, three of them belong to the town, and we have responsibility for that. So we've got a number of things we've got to figure out. First of all, we've got to figure out how to reissue this ordinance in a way that it reflects the fact that we're taking it serious as a town. Uh, we're being proactive. We understand the challenges of doing this for the residents, but it's something that ultimately is enforceable. No, and Joe uh, has worked uh, with our crew to start getting estimates of what's going to cost for our three bulkheads that we would have to take care of ourselves. As we've said many times, we can't hold residents accountable if we're not doing it ourselves. Um, the other thing we have to talk about as a council is what is going to be the funding methodology that people are going to use to repair these 27 bulkheads. Many people recognize it's their responsibility, so they'll do it themselves. In some cases, it will be difficult, so we have to determine if there's going to be an assessment methodology that we're going to use. And I think that's something we have to discuss as a council to get sorted out because there will be challenges for people to do this. In the end, we recognize it's for the good of the entire town of uh, strengthening up the bulkheads. But it's going to take time. So my recommendation on this, and we do, this is a top priority for the administration committee. We need to understand how we're going to formally roll this out, that it is clear, uh, respectful, and enforceable going forward. So we'll continue to work on that. We will get our estimate on what it's going to be for our three bulkheads, and we'll come back to a workshop with a, a set of recommendations on this matter. Have we gotten any other with our bulkheads? They're doing an, they're doing a cost estimate on it now, so we have a you know get our arms around it. Uh, the good news is if, if they're getting some pricing for a linear foot of uh, bulkhead, the, the report does talk a little bit about the, the length of uh, individual bulkheads so they could put some sort of, uh, get their arms around what the total cost would be if you do want to put an assessment ordinance in place that allows the property owners to pay us over 10 years for the renovation of the bulkhead. So uh, uh, it will it's, it's somewhat helpful for the residents. You um, just have to make sure that they're, that they're aware that that is going to be, it's going to cost more than if they did it on their own. We're going to have to find that out, but you're absolutely correct. We have to use prevailing wage and all those other things, that, but we may get certain economies formed by doing it may, it, thousands it, of feet it, of it. Yeah, it may, come, it may come relatively close to, you know, breaking even on whether they do it or we do it but but, but, but it would be cost. easy for the resident to say call a contractor and his he say this and we're saying it'll be this right, yeah. so they can make that decision uh and and paying it over 10 years at uh at the at, at, at what is a reduced interest rate because our bonding capability is so good so are we restarting so are we restarting the clock as of the issuance of the new letter uh, the 90 day clock for the plan? Uh, yes, we will, but we haven't set a date of when we should reissue that because there's so many unanswered questions for ourselves. So, uh, 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 Trevor is contacting me on Monday. He's away, and I, I got that note, and I told him we'll discuss it on Monday, and let's see if there's, uh, if he has any new time frames for, you know, product and things like that that have caused people problems. but. At the very least, the public ought to be getting in contact with the engineer to discuss the program. At the very least, we're going to have to encourage that. Have we looked? Uh, and what is the feedback from Roger or from legal as far as the assessment? The uh, assessment. Rick Shackley said it's permissible. That you know it, 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 it like is that. permissible. Okay. I like there's an option now. Even if you know, I know it's well, I mean, costly, even, but it's any financial options we can give yeah. out to people like paying over ten years and. I mean, regardless, regardless of what the whether or not we have that in place or not, if they don't do it, we're going to step in and fix it anyway. So eventually, it's going to be a, a tax assessment. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to sort that out, Kevin, because there's no sense in launching a date, committing people to things if we don't know how we're going to implement and enforce it. Or because we're, we're going to be answering questions that we try to answer questions we don't have answers to. 
or we're we're going to be trying. I mean, with with our own bulkheads, we we have to have a clear path forward on that. Because then, when the public says, "Well, you're asking me about mine, but what about yours?" and well, we're working on it. Well, the difference, like, like I said, like I said, the difference between our bulkheads, our bulkheads may not be up to par, but they're also not detrimental to the surrounding properties. Where some of these bulkheads are literally causing flooding throughout the entire town because they're not being, because they're not, they're not, not. It's not that they're not up to par; they're falling into the river. So you know, I mean, during high tide events, <coughs> they're it's coming right over those bulkheads or right through those bulkheads and 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 flooding the downtown. Um, we're doing everything we can with the DPW to fix the check valves, which is part of the problem where we're, the high tide coming up through the check valves and flooding the streets. We're fixing that, but if we don't fix the bulkheads, what's the point of doing that and spending that money? Because as soon as it gets high enough, it comes right into town anyway. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think that, that it's, it's, a, it's a situation where you know, reasonable folks you know, don't want to do the right thing and, 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 and work on their properties, et cetera. But as I have said before, and I'll keep saying it because it's important, we, we have to make sure that the bulkheads we are responsible for are being addressed in the right way and, we, and, and that we have it, because it, it will help us understand what the rest of the market looks like when, when, we, when we have clarity on how long things are going to take and what's involved, and, and it, it, well, et cetera. And then we can offer that as a resource to, to, to uh, uh, residents who want to do the right thing but might need some help. So, I'm just that's reasonable. Have we looked into any grants for help on We, we did, but uh, along with the grants come some strings attached, public access and things like that, that we get a lot of pushback on from the residents. We did the first time we looked at it. Um, the, uh, the, the federal grants, you know, require, uh, you know, public access and things like that. There's a lot of strings attached to it. So we're still, Greg uh, Blash, our, our engineer, is exploring it. But also, uh, back to Councilman Bieber's uh, uh, comments, it, it'd be nice to know because it, Councilman Booker, you're absolutely correct, we have to get our house in order, but it'd only be one, if we're gonna do an assessment ordinance, it would be one bond that would include our, ours as well. Or, or if we decide not to do an assessment ordinance, then it's a smaller bond to just do our bulkheads. So we need a little direction on that. We'll have more information for you at the next meeting, but we we need a decision on which way you want us to go. Yeah, I and mean, we're gonna have to go out to bond regardless whether whether it's our three properties or whether it's all 27 properties Correct. that are affected. Um, we're still gonna have to go out to bond. So, uh, you know, we shouldn't just say, okay, well, the private, the private property owners are, you know, oh, they're off the hook until we get ours in order. That's not right no because we don't necessarily know which property owners are going to actually make the repairs and get it done, and which aren't. So with the clock ticking and with our fees and, and our fines and penalties in place, <clears throat> we start to see which ones are going to. Now we can put, obviously, get our, our engineering and everything involved with our bulkheads and figure out how much those cost to fix, and then have that money, have that money, not money earmarked, but just have that <coughs> estimate in place, and then once we, we have that estimate in place, we know what it, did, what it costs, and then we wait to figure out, all right, well, which of these 27 properties is not going to get their thing done when those final penalties come in and, we, and, it's, and it's basically do or die for us where we just take over the project and do it. They've been fine. They've had their you know, slap on the hand or whatever for, their not doing it, for not getting it fixed on time. Now we know, okay, we've got 10 properties that, need to get, that we need to include in our bond. We've already got our numbers. Now we got to get, now we got to get the numbers for these ten, and then we, the ten that didn't get it done, and then we can roll forward with a bond. But we wait if we keep pushing that if we keep kicking that can down the line, we're never going to get those numbers, and nobody's going to ever get it done. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. But the worst thing we can do is start the clock when we don't have clarity of what the rules of the game are, and we don't have clarity of what the rules of the game are. So our goal is to get that cleared up for the council. If we just take a look at the last run of this when we issued the ordinance, right? It was formal, it was issued, letter were written, at a 27-5 came back. Theoretically, now we should be invoking penalties to all 27 years. <coughs> but we said, wait a minute, we're gonna redo the ordinance. We don't wanna do that. Yeah, no we agree. wanna get it sorted out, and we have clarity, we have answers, we understand we lead by example, we know our obligations. And some people say, I'll do it myself because it's more cost-effective than going through the assessment process. 
But that's their choice once we lay out all the rules of the game. So that's the recommendation on that. Okay, on short-term rentals, this is an interesting one because we have no ordinance in town. I'll talk a little bit about this briefly. I know we've talked about it in prior councils. But virtually every town around us has a short-term ordinance that's implemented. And the, the uh, committee's done a lot of research on this. Um, first of all, we're not talking about doing anything this year because it's too late. Most of the rentals have already taken place or will be very soon. But where we're gravitating towards at this point in time is defining a short-term rental as uh, something uh, longer than four days and typically a month to six months in the short-term rental window, right? It's not an annual kind of thing where you rent for the full year. We are proposing short-term rentals not be permitted less than three days, which is consistent with many of the towns around us. We're envisioning a registration fee done annually for about $500. That's typical for towns around us. Um, we're requiring that anybody that registers has a point of contact so that we can reach out to them. We have to uh, recognize and, and, and align with what's ever happening in condos and townhouses because they have their own bylaws. We want to make sure there's a CO on the property. And it's, we're thinking it's done on an annual basis instead of every time there's a rental turnover and violations in the event that people don't conform to this. Now, obviously, the biggest approach to this is things like Airbnb and VRBO. In 2019, the state law has changed that if you rent through one of those agencies, you are subject to state and municipal tax. If you rent privately, there is no tax imposed. So that'll be an interesting dynamic we'll have to pay attention to. If you do a quick survey online, we have somewhere between 50 and 70 short-term rentals available in Seabright. So that's part of what we'll have to deal with there. Um, if you do a quick calculation of fees, penalties, municipal taxes, based on the number of units, it would probably be a revenue generation in the order of about $100,000. We're not doing it for revenue generation. We're doing it to make sure that basic uh, objectives of the ordinance from a timing perspective and respect to property are adhered to. So Tom Hagee uh, drafted an excellent uh, ordinance around this. I have a copy of it. I was reviewing it last night. We'll take it back to the committee. Uh, and once we have this sort of sorted out, we'll come back to the council and make a recommendation on this. The other thing we want to do, and this is the last point, is um, there are tools that allow this to be effectively done so it doesn't become administratively difficult. Think about 50 or 60 properties that are turning over hands every three days, potentially. How do you keep track of that? And there are tools, one of which is called Jungle Laser, which allows you to align with the information coming out of the Airbnb service and other things that will allow us to administer this that we don't need to hire people to oversee this program. So um, that's the approach that we're taking right now. The committee's, uh, this is a top priority for us. And again, because we are where we are in the year, we want to get it sorted out, understood, agreed to, and ready for 2023. Um, the last thing I'll say, and Joe has recommended this, is we're going to get the Airbnb representatives and talk with them. How has it worked in other towns? What's worked? What hasn't worked? What would you recommend to us? And incorporate that all into the final ordinance that I'd look to have in place probably by the middle of this year or Q3. And that's it on that one. Good, thanks. Any Good questions on that? Because this is a new thing for us. Do we have any data on like any of the issues of like uh, the short-term rental? I mean, do we have any complaints on file? Of, like any, like do we have anything to go off? So we've talked about that at prior council meetings. The chief has indicated he hasn't seen much complaint around this. But that's not unusual because people don't want to rat out their next door neighbor and create a problem. But I know I and I'm sure other people have spoken to people in town that are challenged with overnight rentals, some of the unruly behavior that comes with things like that. But we don't have any formal complaint for it as far as I know about cases. No, this isn't something we're getting phone calls about. Yeah. And so then we're just going off of like what we've heard on the, the well, we, I get residents I get residents complaining to me about it um, <laughs> periodically in the summer times, but not I mean I don't get it that often. Um, so I'm not as you know, out, 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 I'm not, I'm not out there as much as you guys are. So you guys probably hear it more than I do. Um, but I do get it from some of the downtown residents. Uh, that, yeah. You know, that. Like I reported at the prior uh, the workshop, of the 15 towns around us, virtually all of them have put something in place around us, and the majority is somewhere between three days and a week minimum rental, and they're doing it to deal with certain behaviors. And the other issue is this is a, the town is a destination now. This is going to continue to grow as we go forward. So I think this is a good way of getting it in place, see how it operates, and if we have to make changes going forward, we'll adapt to it. Right. Right, thanks, Norman. Yep. All right, we're on to uh, number six. Woody's at uh, the outdoor dining plan. Uh, 
we were waiting for his plan. Uh, I'd like to schedule this for the next meeting. Sure. He was going to provide us with a plan. Uh, uh, Roger Staff and I met with him and uh, his attorney, and they will be providing us with a plan so we know exactly what's going on. We told them your concerns about permanent structures. We told them your concerns about leaving that sidewalk open. He agreed to those. He was asking for uh, some consideration on the outdoor um, canopy because it, it was one that mirrors this one that is uh, retractable, but it does have some, some bolts in the support columns. I said show us and, and well, see what council says. That's why I said if we can swap that sidewalk from where it is to the side closer, you know, side closer to the side to the uh, parking lot, um, basically, basically swap it over, then I wouldn't have a problem with that. Let's see what he's doing. Okay, that, that's all I have on that. Gotcha. Sounds good. So carry over. All right, we've got ongoing cannabis discussion is up next. Jeff, Jeff want to speak to that first? Um, yeah, I, I'll. As this is being considered to, to be um, a, a not insignificant re revenue generation for the town, finance committee's kind of um, taking the lead on this, and, and uh, uh, we've had folks come before us. Um, a couple groups are here, I believe. Um, we have an interest in uh, opening what's called a class five retail dispensary in Seabright. Um, <clears throat> for those uh, who may not remember, um, the process uh, by which. Uh, someone can open a dispensary, there's a lot of moving parts to it. Um, it's not just a decision of the town to have uh, someone come in and, and open the dispensary. Uh, they have to get a state license. In order to get that state license, that they, they require any local support um, you know, for that. Um, so again, there, are, there have been multiple groups that have come before us uh, to, to sort of um, indicate what they would do, etc. Uh, Joe and I had a meeting um, the other day uh, with an attorney, uh, Bo uh, Huck, um, uh, who was former Senator of Scanlon's chief of staff, um, who now is, is, uh, is heavily involved in the uh, cannabis space from a legal perspective, uh, representing both uh, industry uh, and, and the commercial side, uh, as well as uh, the municipal side, and, and has offered uh, some, some insights on that. Joe, it might make sense if you gave a little summary on, on what Bo said, um, on what not to do, and mistakes to, to, to avoid, um, and then we can move, move the discussion along from there. He, he, he basically said that, that you know, there's, there's a couple uh, uh, various ways you go about uh, <coughs> determining what course Seabright would want to do. First, it would be, do you want to do it or do you not want to do it? Uh, would be the the ultimate decision. Uh, if you want to proceed, you're allowed to limit the number of licenses that the municipality can have. So you would uh, uh, make a decision on the number of licenses, whether it be one or, or some towns don't limit it at all. They do it through zoning that is permitted in, in, in this zone and it would be a limiting factor on its own uh, that way. Um, then, there, then there is uh, uh, the, the method by which you would uh, want to prepare a resolution for, uh, for approval. Do you want to do it through a uh, request for qualifications of the individuals? You could go out for an RFQ and then uh, make a determination as to who, who you think is the best fit. Uh, there's criteria in the legislation that talks about uh, who should be targeted for, for some of these licenses. And, uh, and in their application, they would... Uh, they being the people that were interested would, would talk about whether they met those, uh, the, the, those qualifications. Uh, we'd have to develop our zoning ordinance to, uh, uh, to a degree that I, I wasn't, uh, you know, we, we, we have uh, very limited signage, signage in, our, uh, in our zoning ordinance. We'd have to talk to our zoning officer to make recommendations on on how to, uh, you know, establish what type of uh, advertising can be done locally here. Um, what kind of odor control, something I was not familiar with, said affects some municipalities in some states, uh, emanating an odor. In New Jersey, most of it will be uh, vacuum packed, I suspect, uh, and, and the odor wouldn't be as prevalent as it is in, in others, but we need to be cognizant of that. And so we have some work to do on our zoning ordinance. Um, and ultimately, the, the, this group will have to decide um, 
uh, which which way we want to go. Something that was an eye opener was the was the uh, availability of product at this point. Um, he was uh, telling us that you know the, the the level of product isn't necessarily there. So the person or people or LLCs that you want should be pretty heavily capitalized because uh, in the short term there might not be that product available, especially since the medical uh, marijuana dispensaries are, uh, are, you know, are primary for, for some of that product. So there, there are a number of moving parts. He also wasn't too worried about, as I understood it, Councilman, that, that they were going to close down anytime soon the, uh, the number uh, process. He was, uh, you know, he says he's been working with the legislative committees and the, I don't know the acronym. CRC. CRC. Um, and uh, doesn't feel that they'll be closed down anytime uh, in the in the near future. So, so we have some things to do. The ultimate question is, do you do you want to proceed? And then we have all the other moving parts, zoning and things like that, that we have to simultaneously probably uh, correct or or take a closer look at in our ordinance. Yeah, the the um, uh, my understanding of it, and I've spent some considerable time looking at this. Um, the initial thing that we have to do is determine, you know, are, are, are we wanting a classified dispensary in the town or not? That's, that's the first thing we have to decide. We opted back in, because last summer we opted out. So if, if, if the majority believes that, that, that we, that we uh, could or should opt back in, then it becomes, a, it becomes about, well, who do you want? And there's significant power there to, to, to determine uh, you know, we're, we're going to have one license if it is one, uh, you know, cap it at that, and then there'll be, there, there could be a process to ensure transparency and fairness that, that, that that's similar to an RFP, but you can structure more, more like an RFQ, which will give us, uh, us being a government body, some, some level of latitude to be able to determine, uh, you know, who uh, we, we would want uh, we to, to receive this. We can. The state license is, is, is a separate process. In order to get the license, someone has to have uh, a, a resolution or, or a letter of support from, from the municipality where they want to go. So, but that, so we... So that's a, it's a very, that's a catch-22 situation because it's like <coughs> if we, if, let's say we have five people that are interested in opening something here and we got, we're, we're only interested in doing one license, we pick one out of five. From, a, from an RFP or RFQ situation, mm -hmm. best you know, best suited for that purpose. Mm -hmm. We pick one of those five. You don't necessarily that have to doesn't do get it. a license, and then that person doesn't get a license from the state. Then we're back to square one again. So now we've got to start over with our, you know, and then it, it, it's like they can't get the license unless they have town uh, the, the support from the town. But the support from the town doesn't mean anything once the state gets involved because the state's not going to not necessarily going to absolutely issue that license because we said, oh, we like this guy. But part of, part of what, what our, our responsibility would be to do is, is, is as we look at applicants, and some of it is, is, is you know, our, our, our best uh, process in determining who, who is most likely to receive um, a license. And, and, and again, um, that, that might not be as complicated as you might think because there are some basic things that, that, that would need to be in place, the strength of the overall application, the strength of, of, of the team, financial positioning, etc. Uh, one of the things that we, that we could do, uh, I imagine Roger could, could make sure, is whether or not, you know, as someone preparing their application for, for, for the state, um, you know, what information can, can we request uh, from that application or additional information to have a better and clearer understanding as to the strength of the applicant's position before the state. So that, 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 that's, a, that's a, uh, another way to, to make sure that we're dealing with someone who's in a good position to, to be able to get that license. Uh, so and, like, and he even like mentioned there were some of the towns that give out multiple resolutions. They have, they have. But we're only gonna, but, but if we do, if we say, all right, let's, let's say five people go, five people put in an RFP and we say, okay, well, three of these are within our qualifications. We like three of them. And then those three go out and they get, you know, two of them get a license. Now we're only issuing one license. Well, I mean, it depends on, that's, I guess, the answer to the second question. I mean, the first question is, are we going to allow recreational marijuana, sir? So, 
it's got to be a decision on that. Then the next decision is, well, how many licenses are we going to allow in, in the borough? Then you worry about the process after that. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, my standpoint on it. I'm, I'm for it. Um, I think it's something we should definitely do. I think the numbers are there. Um, like I said, it's the only business in town that we can actually make money on. Um, so, and sounds like a considerable amount of money possible. Well, I, I, let me just address the financial piece. Hey, Jeff, before you go on to that, let me just ask a question. So, everything was just talking about points to me that this still remains a gray area. What's the process for selection? And um, we've had multiple people come in to express interest in doing this. I've also come to learn that the state actually defines the process for notification, solicitation, evaluation, and selection. So we've got to make sure, to, to Kevin's point, wh whatever we do here, we're not out of compliance with that process. Yeah. Because if we are, we've got a big problem. Yeah. We'll have to redo the whole process over again. Yeah. So as we gear up for what we're going to do here, I would recommend we figure out exactly what that process is that we have to follow so we get it right. Yeah, no, I, I, and I would agree with you. I, I, I know that there is a process by which this, this, uh, this can or should be done uh, from, from a stat statutory perspective. And Roger, and you know, whether it be uh, uh, something that you investigate or if there are outside resources or, or others who are in it that may be able to be a resource to us. I know Porzio is, is one of the firms in our pool. Um, so um, that, that, that's an option as well to get you know, active and valid information from those who are deeper in it than what we are. So, but, 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 but to Erwin's point, this, I mean, to Erwin's to point, we're shooting at a moving target because the state is still, I mean, yes, they've defined, they've, they've, we're a lot further along than we were last August, but we're still, they're still redefining and defining and clarifying their rules and regulations. They're still, because they're, they're learning. I mean, this is going to be a moving target. So to, to lock down exactly what the process is, it's it's not it's it's pointless because as soon as we think we know what the rules are, they're going to change them, or there's a chance that they may change, and then we got to then we got to reassess again anyway. Well, so my to my point, I think it's I, I think it's you know yes, let's just get the ball rolling, and we'll just step into it with the state and with the, with the, and and we'll learn as we go. But if we try and if we try and get everything set in stone first before we do it, it'll never happen. I agree. Well, it, it, and I'm yeah. just talking my thoughts. I'm ready to move forward on this full, full class. It, um, for me, it was the revenue. The revenues turned out to be what we thought it was going to be. So um, the only thing was, I think we should stick with one uh, in town. One, one license. One license. I, I haven't heard anybody asking for more than that. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's so, so I think we'll get back to what Roger said. First things first, do you want it in town? number of licenses and then we work on location and we start going our path parallel to how we want to choose yeah you have to make sure otherwise you're wasting your time again and then at All the right. end the governing body doesn't want it so. so show of hands who wants it well, well hang on a second before we <laughs> because one of the things in my mind that still remains open is the question about revenue right we've heard numbers anywhere from zero to a million dollars Right. Actually, more than that. Yeah, but and that's revenue for the town, not revenue for the business itself. And it's unclear. I think for some of us, we recognize this is this is going to be in town whether you want it or not. Better to make money on it than not. I think we all agree with that. It will come with certain implications. I'm not concerned about being a mass riot situation. I think it'll be manageable. But we have to do this eyes open, right? And when we talk about what the revenue generation is. When do we get to a point that we snap a line and say, based on facts that are out there, Colorado, California, whatever it is you want to pick, this is a reasonable number. Because when we had our finance committee meeting with Mike Baskin a week before, I said, Mike, please give us your best opinion on what you think the revenue is going to be. Because if I was going to trust anybody on the numbers, I'd go to the numbers guy. And when we asked him at the finance committee, he said, I don't think it's going to be close to what you guys are thinking. Right, and, and, and I was just getting to that because what, what, in that conversation, one of the things that Mike said was was to um, he, he offered you know Bohuk as a resource to look uh, you know and, and and to he said talk to Bo see what else is out there what's being projected based on what etc and yes more than zero less than a million okay that's, that, that that narrows it down uh, but 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 uh, uh, when when uh, when Joe and I sat with Bo I said okay. We're here in that gigantic window. They're all over the place. You know, I said, you know, if it's if it's two hundred thousand in revenues in town, does that sound outrageous or ridiculous based on what you're seeing on both sides, the industry side, the municipal side, 
What's the, what, what are you hearing from your clients elsewhere, et cetera? And he said, for a town our size, thinking that we will generate $150,000, $200,000 is not outrageous and, and, and doesn't seem to be something you know, ridiculous. And, and I know we've got some folks here in the audience that, that, uh, uh, that are interested and they have their own projections. But you know, in my view, I'm, I'm in a, a support of us opting back in and then walking down the path with the CRC, with, 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 with other uh, organizations to get it right from the beginning. So, um, and that's the reason why outside resources may be helpful to do this, to make sure that we get it right. So that, that's, you know, again, uh, I, I think the point of the conversation today was to take, take the temperature of the council about the first question, about whether or not we're gonna opt back in, and, 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 and then behind that, if we do, there, there are all these moving parts and variables that we, that we will attempt to lock down with regulators as we go forward. Yeah, I think unless so, Roger disagrees, I would say the same thing. I do a straw poll of the council. I mean, keep it in mind, anybody can change their mind later. This isn't like a binding decision, right. but before you waste your time, talk, go work with the you know, <coughs> attorneys, zoning yeah, officials, all that fun right. stuff. Right. Are you know, we in we'll or are we out now? That, that, yeah, and then, and then once you see the process, you may change your mind. If you don't like the process or you do like the process. Mm -hmm. So anyway. Anybody have an opinion? I know. You want to do a show of hands who's for it and how many licenses? I'm for one license. Can we comment when we raise our hand? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. uh, so I, 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 I am sort of on You would anybody. Uh, I am in favor of it if the, if the real revenue projections are serious. And I am in favor of one limiting it to one in town. Okay, right, fair enough. So I, and I have to so I'm, I'm counting you as a yes in my, in my um, Tentative yes. But I, but I have to say, I don't, I don't think there's any way to answer your revenue question. I mean, the only way you could possibly project it would be to go find a state that's legalized it and find a town the size of Seabright yeah. located on the ocean that's a seasonal population of, of X times the normal population and see what the revenues are. You're not going to find that. I mean, still the, the, the question is, it's, it's, you know, it's going to generate revenue. How much? is a factor of a lot of things. What the market is, what the demand is, what the price is, how many people are here to buy is. it. Uh, is anybody coming here in the off season to buy it? I mean, we're not gonna know those things until it happens. So it's, to me, it's a question of you know, revenue as opposed to no revenue. You, you're never gonna figure out the amount. I, I agree with everything you just said, but I think as a council, we have an obligation to do a best estimate. That's well, just the best estimate. Well, a projection is a projection, we all know that. Yeah, we'll do I, that. Would, um, I would say real critical one, but I'd also like to open back up to um, more than just the flower and have, um, since we're worried about the revenue, let's open it up to the gummies and the, um, the edibles. Well, I think that's all included, isn't it? Well, it, 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 it's, it's not. <laughs> the, the, the um, uh, you know, the, and, and again, we have folks in the audience that, that are living this every day, uh, but, but, but uh, it's my understanding of, of the current situation, gummies, edibles, and that sort of thing, um, is, is, not a, is not legal yet. Now, now the CRC says, and has said publicly, they want to get there, but they're not there yet. So, um, you know, if someone were to open tomorrow until the CRC, you know, makes it clear uh, as to what can be in the store, and, and we have clarity on that, um, I'm not against it, but, but, I, but as of now, the edibles and gummies, that sort of thing, are, are not, not available, not legal. Okay. Anyway. Oh, I didn't realize that, okay. I thought it was. No, I'm, I'm a, I guess, uh, in, from this perspective, I've talked to counselors in other states and growers. It's coming. <coughs> you participate. You're going to deal with the same nuances that, that come with it if you don't take the revenue. Um, the That's revenue a, is an opportunity right, so we don't have from any other place. There's already a tentative majority here, so I guess that's the answer. And one. As of today, one. I, I would right. say, yeah. I, I don't think we could. I don't yeah. think we could do one. more than one because I don't think we have. I don't think we have a storefront. <laughs> one, 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 one class five. All in favor, Mr. Rogers, clear. So, yes. yeah. Did we hear from everybody? Yeah, Jack. Jack. Did you want to speak on it, Jack? Or you have a thing? Um, no. Okay. All right. So we have one no. Any other no's? Okay. Okay. That gives us. That gives us policy. We'll move. Okay. Right. <clears throat> All right. 
Thanks, guys. All right, so we're on to two. Uh, I think John and Joe will speak to the next two. I know John's been working on the renewed sea breeze, and then also the uh, you can update us on the borehole hall improvements. Sure. So I, I kind of put together a sea breeze. We were paying vendors to do that in the past uh, to the tune of $10,000 a year. And we purchased a piece of software for $120. And I crafted it and we'll do it as long as I'm on council. And we'll figure out how to go forward. But um, the deliverable is what's in question right now. Did we print it? I'm waiting for a price from our vendor that does mailing in bulk and all for us. Uh, as soon as they get that to me. But we'll make it available. Um, several places. I'll, I'll make a QR code that will be in our kiosks. So if you want to grab one, you can grab it there. It'll be on our website. You can download it. Um, we're looking at a vendor that has a communication.gov um, that we can send it out to anybody that subscribes. We don't really have email addresses for the town. So we don't have a way to deliver this other than mail right now. I'm trying to keep the budget in mind of what it costs to do this and make sure it's effective. The first one we haven't done in years. Right? Yeah, that's what we come up with. I mean, I, I like kind of going old school with a hard copy if possible. I do think a lot, especially seniors. I thought as well, we put them uh, in the lobbies of the building, print them and put them in the lobby. You could go grab one, maybe uh, advertise in some of the stores downtown where you, how do you get them. So we're about ready because it, everything's moving, right? The dates a climbing on me, and uh, I edited it this morning to pull out the things that happened. Um, most people don't know, other than the council, we had the Cub Scouts in the gym over the weekend. They did their Pinewood Derby. That was sort of a, let's see how it goes. There were 400 people that showed up, 120 kids that did their race, had a good day. And I don't think we had any uh, negative. Donovan's let us use the parking, so we didn't have a parking contention. And uh, I look forward to putting together a youth program as well as an adult program. So today, the, the floor in the gym has been stripped already. It's got its first coat of varnish. Today they're putting the stripes of uh, pickleball and basketball. And uh, they will actually, I uh, worked out a deal with him. It was originally going to be all one color. But the pickleball will be gray blind and the basketball will be blue so you know where your delineation is. Uh, he's doing that for no charge, and uh, he's in there doing it this morning. Um, so now it's to work with rec group. How do we make this available, right? I'm hoping to grab the 60-something kids that we have in town and somehow get to them to see what they want to do in there. Uh, we picked up a pool table, and that's in there. I'm looking at foosball, I'm looking at air hockey, things to get the kids in there after school, maybe. Um, and also talking to the library, some of the things they do might be better suited over there. They did some cooking in the past. Uh, so in the newsletter, it's going to ask you, do you want to get involved? Help me out. Uh, do you have ideas of other things? People talked about bringing music in and artsy and all kinds of things. I'm pretty excited about it. I've done huge programs in the past. Um, but if you have to put it together with some concrete and uh, we haven't had those meetings yet, but we have a draft. So uh, again, that the gym probably would be, was walkable today, but they're gonna put the stripes and then two more coats. So probably the rest of the week into the next week, and uh, then you can come and see it. <laughs> That's good, John. Thanks for coming. Thanks for all your hard work on that, John. It's great, glad it's coming along. All right. So now we are on, I think, Kevin, you want to speak to the, uh, the street name? Yeah, so this is, this is an ongoing issue. Um, it, don't, it only affects a couple streets in town. Like maybe, I think there's, I know, I know of two definite, uh, but I think there's two more that may be affected as well. Um, but the two definite is Center Street and Church Street. Um, there is a twin in Rumson for each one of these streets. We have a Center Street in Rumson and a Church Street in Rumson. Um, so let's put it this way. If you live on either one of those streets, you've become really good friends with your doppelganger in Rumson because they get your packages, you get your packages, everybody has the numbers and they basically transfer, they're, they're you know, calling each other, hey, I got your, bo your box again. Uh, but it happens more times than not. Um, we have tried to go down this road before uh, and the biggest issue that we have is that if we do make the change, 
the, every, in order to make the change, first of all, everybody on those streets would have to agree to it because it would have to be either a street name change. Hold my breath. Yeah, it would either have to be a street name change where we're saying it's like East Church Street or East uh, Center Street, and then they would obviously have to go through and change everything about where they live. Um, can be a little bit daunting, and some people may balk at that, and that's where we had a lot of pushback the last time. The other option is to see if we could get a, the, the, uh, the post office to add a, to give us a separate zip code, but that would require everybody changing their address. Kind of. I'm not sure if, if, if that's as detrimental um, with a zip code change as it would be a address change going from west to you know that type of thing. But um, a couple people have hit me up online for it, and so I told them I would definitely put it out there. It's probably a bridge too far, but I just fi figured I'd bring it up and put it up in front no, of council. Yeah, fair game. Thoughts are, I mean, so. I would say you know just talking to the residents on those two streets. I mean, if you get a consensus that they all want to change their name. I'd be amazed, but you know you're going to get quite a few. Yeah, I'll deal picking up their mail once in a while. Probably. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's what's happened. That's what happened in the past. Um, the, 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 do you know the two two three two at Still Robson? I'm not sure what the uh, the additional. Those extra four digits. Yeah, I, I get same pipe. She and I have become good friends because my packages are there because they go. Some come up the wrong way. And, and don't know where they're going, but some go to St. Piper thinking that's where they need to be, and we exchange. But uh, I didn't know what the two, two, three, two. Yeah, I've seen that. Is. I've seen the extra delineation on the zip code with the uh, you know dash, and then four numbers. But I haven't really noticed that as a. A delineation of any sort. Let's, so what do you think is the Kevin, you want to research this, Kevin, and let us know, or what do you think you're going to do? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's, I, I, I don't know what, if there's something that, you know, if it's even possible. I mean, if we change, I, mean, I know we can change the street names, time, but, but yeah. Anything you know, involving the zip code is pretty next to them. I know zip code's next, uh, zip code's we, almost impossible. There used to be a different zip code, it used to be 061. And then when the post office closed, they <coughs> so I think they have to reopen the post office. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what the problem is. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll put the feelers out there, see if we can get some feedback from Church Street and Beach Street, on um, Church Street and Center Street, uh, and see what there's, and see what the um, you know consensus is there, and see if we start, can get start with feedback. Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> you get a good idea. <laughs> yeah, he probably he's probably against it because he was. And, and, I and I I, so. it should be it shouldn't be a heavy lift to find out if those four digits are. are yeah, separate. I can reach and out to the. Yeah, we could just notify the people on those streets. Yeah, yeah. I can so, reach out to the post office and find out. Yeah, I mean, if so, yeah. they're if they identify Seabright, then that's and an start easy. Start adding that little suffix, the number there. Yeah. Well, just different. tell the people add your last those. Well, sometimes uh, when I make an order, it asks me. Yeah, this in there. If I'm just mailing something, I don't. Well, I do the same thing. Like I put my address in, and it'll come up. Do you mean? And then it gives you that little fourth thing, and I go, I'm not sure. So <laughs> no, because <laughs> if I do that, it may end up in a rumpsit. Yeah. All right, thanks. So, okay, I'll, I'll kick I'll kick it around and see if I sure. see if I can get some feedback from the residents. All right, so this is about coming eight upcoming resolutions there you can review, and then we do have an executive session today, and we're not going to take any action afterwards again. So once again, this is the end of the public portion of the meeting. Thanks for everyone for coming. And then we'll just make a motion to enter into closed session, and then once you come out, we'll just... Uh, uh, Hello. 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 Go ahead. Hi, can I, am I something? Yeah, go ahead. Brian. Okay, Karen, yes. Do you want to I live on East Church Street, and I lived there for we lived here for three years before we even noticed the street sign. The problem is that it's hidden half, and so the delivery people can't see the street sign, so they don't even know there's an East Church Street there, even when we have company. So if the street signs would just move to the street, that would be a huge help. Which one? East Church. Yeah, East Church. 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 East
So it would have to come out to the easement of Ocean Avenue? No. And, uh, I moved to the street and I'm like back behind the parking lot, then that would probably, you know, that would be a big help if it wouldn't, then no one would have to change their addresses or anything, too. So. Okay, thank you, Karen. I'll, I'll, I'll talk it over with DPW and see what options we have. Can you put someone check it out and see? It's like hard to find this line. Thanks. Was that Joe? Are you going to finish it up and going into executive? Yeah, it's a brief update. We have our first town hall meeting for the regionalization. I thought it went pretty well. A little complicated at times, but you know it was a good first public meeting on that. And uh, you know we're still working. Our attorneys are still working with, uh, and I'm still working with the mayors of the two towns that we're considering potentially forming a new district with. So we have a, another meeting coming up this week. And we'll keep everybody updated on that and see uh, how it progresses. And we should be getting uh, a, an updated report from our uh, attorneys uh, by the end of next week, they said, on uh, alternatives, on alternatives uh, uh, to, to, the, to the three towns and maybe just uh, coordinating with one town yep. uh, and uh, looking at our options to, to give other options. To Have we revisited the Robson Fairhaven connection? No. Because I know there's been quite a turnover there with the. I know those that were opposed have. A lot of them have left. We have not. It's an option. Okay. I know that's an option that a lot of folks wouldn't balk at. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if we were able to get that. But again, they had no interest before. But I think the mayor has changed hands since. Okay. Um, and a couple okay. of council folks have also. Sounds good. Um, all right, with that, we'll uh, make a motion to, to enter into executive session. So and, uh, all right. Second. All right, Council Members Bieber? Yes. Birdsall? Yes. Booker? Yes. Catalano? Yes. Keeler? Yes. Yes. All right, thanks again for coming to the meeting today, everybody. The public portion is closed, and we'll see you next time. Have a good day. Thank you.